Hey! Hey! <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. In this episode... Who pays for the date? Would you like to tell her do it or don't do it? Well, it depends. Are you a perfectionist? Uh... Yes, she is. He saw a light. The camera cut in and said, you are being recorded, which only records motion. I don't have a Hillary Duff song ready to go. Let the rain fall down and my dreams that they wash away. And... When you think of Dear Granny, <laughs> you probably don't think of boarding the beef bus. What? But... A little bit cringe, but funny. Melody and Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 103.5. And our dating and relationship expert, Geneva Dickey from the Book of Love Canada, because the question is... Who pays for the date? It's a quarter after eight. And Geneva is our date. And we need you now. We're knocking on your door. Let us in, because it's time for Dear Geneva now. Dear Geneva, I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask the age-old question, who pays for the date? Listen, when I'm really excited to take a woman out, of course I pay for the date. But since online dating, I'm now going out with basically strangers, yet they expect me to pay for the date every time. I don't mind covering the coffees or maybe even a beer or two, but some of these women are suggesting pretty extravagant dates. And honestly, dating is getting expensive. Geneva, can you tell me what to do and who pays for the date? Uh, we've heard from many people so far, and thank you for calling, and text your uh, your thoughts and your experience at 902-425-1035. Scotty says, I don't think my date should have to pay, especially since my mom was already making supper to begin with. And once she tells me her Netflix password, the movie is practically free also. Oh my god! Would it kill her to bring some snacks? <laughs> Scotty, Thank God you bless for that. you. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, I think, the, is this John? Yeah, John, John, go ahead. What do you think? Here's my thing on it, okay? Um, it's 2022, you know, when you can even see on social media and everything, women usually go on dates for the men to pay just to get a free meal. They no, even they talk don't, about John. <laughs> John, that is not true. It is, it is true. Go look at statistics. <laughs> statistics, statistics say that 86% of the women that go on dates just to get a free meal. Well, John. John, thank you very much for calling. <laughs> uh, we appreciate that, but I think that that seems like an awful lot of effort for you to go through, to sit through that date and chat with a person and all that for free food. Really, are you going to do that, Geneva? Does that really happen in your experience? No. That poor sweet angel. <laughs> Yeah, no. Women are not going to get dressed up and go out and spend a Thursday, their entire Thursday no. evening going out oh on a date God. just for a Dating sucks. No. Nobody, you know what, statistically speaking, most people, if you look at their, especially for adults, look at their comments about dating online is that they hate it. No one wants to be doing yeah. this. No. It sucks. <laughs> I have to say that is a young gal thing because like in my day back in early 20s when I was pretty broke, yeah, I would go out some Sometimes for a free oh, meal. I still didn't because I'd have to talk to somebody. But you must have some mild <laughs> interest in it. Like there must be at least. Well, I, you know, this seems like it might be possible. I would like to be wined yeah, and dined. I dated a chef. I dated a chef two oh. dates longer than I should have. <laughs> 
because the meals were so good. Because he was such a good cook. Well, he's a yeah. chef. <laughs> uh, Daniel, thank you for calling. It's not a two four two five one zero three five. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think? Uh, who's it's, you're going on an online date? Who's paying? I think it really depends on the context of the situation. I would say, especially regarding dating apps, um, I think there needs to be an expectation that if there's two people on the dating app then they're both mutually agreeing to the possibility of a date. So I would say at least for the first date, it would be a shared experience. I would say from there moving forward, it really kind of depends. But you also need to think about the fact that the possibility of would people really not go on another date and potentially not stay with the person that is meant for them, their life partner, whatever it may be, just over a payment of a bill. Right. Um, so it could potentially just be about setting appropriate boundaries, having conversations about it. Oh my gosh, yeah. But we're talking for a state here. Like, there's a lot of... I, ladies are getting a bad rap on these call-ins. But like, honestly, majority of the time, women, they, you know, they kind of want to contribute a little bit. You know, you get the first date, I'll grab coffees for the second date. If the second date's a hike, then, you know, I'll grab some snacks. Like, you know, women really do want to kind of contribute to this. I think, generally speaking, if this was a conversation in the States, it'd be very different. The women don't pay for anything down in the States. Really? But here in Nova Scotia, oh, yeah. Oh, this, this, when I go live on TikTok and I talk about this, it is heated, just like it's heated today. But, yeah, women want to contribute. I think they're getting a bad rap. Of all the ways we're different from Americans... Didn't expect this to be one of them. No. Yes. <laughs> dating coaching Americans is completely different than dating coaching Nova Scotians. Well, this is another oh, story yeah. for another time, I think. <laughs> I, I want to hear about it, though. That's for sure. <laughs> there happens to be investigators of paranormal and ghostly activities here in Nova Scotia. Which is crazy. This actually exists. Paranormal Investigations Nova Scotia. They're a team basically from Truro, and but they go all over the Maritimes. They have extensive experience researching all kinds of places, like your private homes, but also museums and parks for for haunted things. Yeah, this uh, and Earl is here uh, f- uh, from the group. Tell, can you tell us a little bit? We have, we have so many questions for you. We love that you're here in Nova Scotia doing this. Tell us more about who you are and what you're doing. There's about nine of us in the group right now. Um, we all do this part-time, um, you know, just when we can afford to do this, take the time off our regular Monday to Friday job, stuff like that. But um, we've been in existence in Nova Scotia since about 2011, and uh, we're just a group of like-minded people that have slowly, over those years, collected all of the same gear that you see on the mainstream television shows, like uh, Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters. Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, yeah, and what we do is um, we investigate... Uh, people's private residences, places of business, as well as um, we host events with Parks Canada and different museums in the province where members of the public can come in, um, pay a small fee, use all of our equipment for the evening to investigate these places for themselves, and then afterwards we edit all the footage and review all the footage. What have you captured? Mainly audio-based. 
which would be um, EVPs, electronic voice phenomena. So uh, just hearing a voice that you didn't hear in real time, or uh, maybe you did. And um, the cool thing about it is when we get that, especially if we get, say, a name or something like that, we can uh, go to like whatever area of the province that we're in. We can go to museum, archives, uh, something like that, and do some research and see if um, that lines up. So we would go out uh, to a couple locations around Metro. I believe the first year we went to uh, the Fly Fisherman in Halifax and um, gotten the name through EVP, um, uh, William Drake. And William Drake was actually a young man that had been killed in the the Halifax explosion, <gasps> and uh, the Five Fishermen, before it became such a popular restaurant that it is today, um, originally was Snow's Funeral Home, it's and the really nice. cool thing is where we were standing when she got the name William Drake was uh, pretty much exactly where the bodies from the explosion would have been, you know, brought in, <sighs> um, worked on, and then put in casket. We both got chills yeah, as you said that. Yeah, we both did. Earl, <laughs> th- this is terrifying for like for us laymen to hear, um, and, but obviously it doesn't scare you. Have there ever, ever been any ghostly encounters that really did just scare the bejesus out of you? Uh, yeah, there have been a, quite a few times that um, myself and my team have been somewhere investigating, and either something happened or... You just got a vibe that something not very nice was in the house. It was just a feeling of, uh, you know, you're not wanted here. You should leave. Oh. Um, yeah, and it's just always a very disconcerting feeling when you feel like that. But you look around and there's absolutely nothing tangible. <laughs> I hate that. I just I hate that so much. We wanted to put uh, forward to you uh, some tales from our friend Jake, who listens to the show and happens to live in this 260 year old farmhouse near Bridgewater. Okay. There was newspapers on the wall from 1812, and I was reading them, and out of the corner of my eye, I seen a silhouette of a man standing at the base of the stairs. (laughs) That's just one. The light went out. I had just shoved the crowbar, like, into one of the boards upstairs, and it went out. As soon as I took the crowbar out, the light turned back on. As he's doing, he's trying to renovate this house. It's 260 years old. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of freaky, and there's more. My mom was up helping me do stuff, and I was at the opposite side of the house as her, and I walked to the other side to where mom is, and she's like, why did you tap me on the head twice? Nobody else there. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Like, does that does that sound on par with the kind of interactions that people might have with a ghost? Uh, it really does, especially um, if you buy um, a property and then really start renovating it. Um, and doing heavy renovations. Mm. If there's any energy that's already there, uh, that's definitely a common theme that would really stir it up and make it become more active. I'm renovating the barn now, so for my horses and stuff. And a friend was up helping me measure out the barn, and there used to be a little window in the hallway upstairs. And she was like, there's somebody in your house. I was like, honey, we were just in the house. There's nobody in the house. She's like, look. And you could see the like ma- a man standing in the window looking out. Oh. Does that does that sound to you like uh, that's an energy that does not want Jake or his family to be there? 
Uh, it sounds to me, honestly, like I wouldn't say it's anything malicious, but it, it would, it's definitely something that would be letting them know, like, hey, I'm here, especially being able to see something moving and also feel something, you know, touching you, which yeah. a lot of people have, and I've had that happen. And, and oh you God. think that that's, you feel like that type of experience is intentional on behalf of the the energy. The ghost. Say ghost. <laughs> Say ghost. I don't think Foreman believes in you ghosts, think, but I do. Well, I'm skeptical. I, I am terrified. I'm I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Like, I do feel that's intentional. And, um, like, I love that you're skeptical because we also, we debunk everything. Uh, not everything's a ghost. Not everything's a haunting. Mm. Um, so we go into most places under the assumption, you know, with a little bit of skepticism that it's probably not haunted. And I, I feel that that keeps us pretty honest and yeah. mm-hmm. trying to be as scientific as we can. You know, obviously, this is your busiest time of the year. Are you are you too busy to maybe, could we entice you to this 260-year-old farmhouse in Bridgewater? Yeah, we. I would absolutely love to, like, you know, the normal stuff, like looking at our schedule. But, yeah, we would definitely, if the homeowners are open to um, having us in, uh, like we're a registered company, we have um, insurance, all that good stuff, and we would love to. Is there like a time a time of day or night that's ideal for these sorts of things? Like, does it need to be at night or does it? No, it can be any time. And that's uh, a lot of people get caught up in that. I think just because of the mainstream TV shows and uh, where it, they make it seem like everything happens at night. But no, there is just if we were going to capture anything, it could be nine o'clock in the morning, just as likely as it could be nine o'clock in the evening. Ah, okay. Well, that that works for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we thought we were going to have to stay up late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we maybe we'll uh, we'll we'll sort of work out some details with you uh, and perhaps investigate what's really going on at Jake's house before Halloween. Yeah, that'd be perfect. That's exciting. But in the meantime, if there are any people that are listening and uh, and are interested in, in acquiring your services or learning more about it, where can they go? Uh, right now, our website is down because we're kind of revamping everything, especially where we're going to be doing getting back to business after COVID. Mm-hmm. But uh, if people are on uh, Facebook, they, our main point of contact on Facebook is um, a group called Haunted Nova Scotia. And it's got just over 18,500 members, I believe. And it's a spot where they can reach out to myself or any of the other administrators that are all part of the investigation team, as well as they can share photos, videos, um, you know, uh, just uh, have a look through our files and see what we've done and stuff like that and see what other people have contributed. We had one more. I got I got one more I want to share with you, Earl, and see what you think of this. Okay. I lived upstairs, and I would just, like, chatter away all the time, like, playing by myself. And my aunt and my mom would, like, look back and forth, like, who is she talking to? <laughs> and so one day they asked me, and I'm like, oh, that's just Steven. He's looking for his mummy. And they were like, what? <gasps> I can remember, like, sitting on the floor and just, playing with my toys by myself, but I wasn't by myself. Like, I was just having conversations, and, like, it was no big deal to me. Thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really, really common for young children to be able to see spirits, especially babies, and uh, the reason for that is actually our vision is one of the key things that ages really rapidly as we get older, but um, mm. young children and babies, in you know, the peripheral side of their vision can actually see a little bit into a different spectrum of light, and I believe it's the ultraviolet spectrum of light. And some people believe, you know, if something existed in that spectrum of light, you know, you would be able to see it or at least um, 
see it move, and um, that's why a lot of people that feel that their house is haunted always say, like, it's always in the corner of my eye, it's always in my peripheral that I see something moving, but when I turn to, you know, face it and to look at it, it's gone, and everybody's kind of born a little bit mediumistic or able to sense energy, and some people inherently get better at that gift as age, and some people just forget about it, whether it's their parents telling them, oh, it's just an imaginary friend, don't be so silly or whatever. Well, but yeah. let's hope it's yeah. the latter for my three-year-old, because I don't <laughs> want to deal with that crap. No, but nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, ugh, that freaks me out so much. I know. Yeah, uh, another house, uh, another listener uh, who we've been putting to Earl, and we did this a little bit earlier this hour, was Jake at his uh, 260-year-old farmhouse. There was newspapers on the wall from 1812, and I was reading them, and out of the corner of my eye, I seen a silhouette of a man standing at the base of the stairs. Oh, no! I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the uh, <laughs> From horror to hilarious. Yeah, well, we haven't, we didn't really, we just kind of put this to Earl earlier uh, about Jake's house. He has many more examples that we've had Earl comment on already. So um, we thought maybe we should get in touch with Jake again to maybe ask, can we come to your house? I mean, that's not weird, right? <laughs> and, and investigate down in Bridgewater. Uh, Jake is here now. Um, do you regret being part of this circle of trust, as we call it? Absolutely not. Okay. okay. <laughs> I may be the one person that goes around. I'm like, yeah, have you guys heard of Melody Informant? They're my friend. <laughs> well, that's great. We, You may change your tune after this, though. Yeah. Because uh, we would like to come to your house with the paranormal investigator. <laughs> oh, dear God. Um, well, maybe. <laughs> you're allowed to say no if you're not into that. <laughs> well, I'll have to ask the better half. Too, but yeah, yeah, you're not the only that one that lives there. That would kind of sound fun. <laughs> Funny you call and ask this and brought it up the other week. So my mom the other day, she was like, oh, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I swear to God, I seen his face up on the <gasps> ceiling. You see? Don't you want to know what's there? It's... Don't you want answers? Yeah, I'll ask for sure, because like, if it was just up to me... <laughs> Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but but if if your if your partner is like no 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 that's totally fine we will you're still gonna be our favorite <laughs> we won't be mad but <laughs> but selfishly this will give us something cool to do. <laughs> This is what's in the headlines this week. It's tragic, but it's true. Melanie Informant. The internet is a breeding ground for freaks. Hot Country 103.5. This is Tragically Trending, and today's trending is brought to you by D-list celebrities nobody knows, diva celebrities we wish we didn't know, <laughs> and delightful celebrities that we forgot existed but are generally happy to know again. First, Shirley Manson. Okay. <laughs> Who you ask? Well, she was the singer of Garbage. Who you ask? Well, this band. If you were a millennial in the early aughts, just think heavy green eyeliner around the whole eye. That was the look. I think uh, soundtrack to Romeo and Juliet. Yes. Oh, it was a great time to be alive, unless you were Shirley Manson's ex. Okay. She says when she was around 18 years old, she got the ultimate revenge on her cheating ex when she dropped a hefty dose of fiber in his cereal. 
in his cereal. She made some extra room in her tummy for breakfast. Oh my god, ew, David. Liquidated some assets. Are you getting what I'm putting down? David! Okay. And she says she is not ashamed. She is actually very proud. She recommends it as an act of revenge because she says it leaves you feeling empowered and gleeful. And to be fair, I feel the same way every day after the Metamusal kicks in too. So gleeful. And yes, I have referenced Metamusal now three times in the last 20 minutes. <laughs> Metamucil, the fave among melodies and grandmothers the world over. And when you think of Dear Granny, you probably don't think of boarding the beef bus. What? But <laughs> you know who does? Kim Kardashian, right before she takes the tugboat to Tuppence Town. Pete and I were staying at the Beverly Hills Hotel last weekend. And we were sitting in front of the fireplace just talking for hours. And I was like, my grandma told me that you really live life when you ride the big green tractor in front of the fireplace. And so we ride the big green tractor in front of the fireplace in honor of you. I know that's not really in creepy. the lobby. Not in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> or how creepy to think about your grandma before you ride the big green tractor. <laughs> In honor of you. In honor of you. Yes. At your celebration of life, oh we will. <laughs> it's just, it's all weird. And now everyone's thinking back to their grandparents' house and remembering that they, too, had a oh. fireplace. And, well, surprise. Oh. <laughs> and surprise. <laughs> Julia Roberts is still around. She's yes. living life. I mean, she's even got a movie coming out. Ticket to Paradise. Yes, with George Clooney. Yes. And she has surprising marriage advice. She has, uh, she's been married to her fellow for about 20 years now. So when asked what the secret to success in a long-term marriage is, she says, it's make it out. Make it out. What? And not just before your granny-inspired fireplace session, but in general, just make out like two teens in the waterfront hammocks before you gotta go home to Sunday dinner. <laughs> That's it. And to that, I call BS. Really? Because, yes. We all know that making out is not the key to marital bliss. It is not making out. It is not fireplace fornication. It is none of those things. It is having two bathrooms. <laughs> And if you know, then you know. Nailed it. <laughs> Even though we are halfway through October and the next holiday is Halloween, you would like to discuss your plans for the most wonderful time of the year? Yes, I would. <laughs> it's the most wonderful time of the year. Because it's going to take some time. I want to knit my stockings for my family. Because they're expensive. Yeah, yeah. This is why I thought we should bring in an expert to help you with your decision making on that front. Uh huh. My wife, Ashley. Oh. <laughs> you would consider your wife, Ashley, to be an expert on most things. On everything yes, in life. Of what are you talking you about? <laughs> so, thank you, Ashley, for actually answering the call from the radio station phone number. Uh, Melody uh, is here and would like to make her own stockings. I was in Michael's earlier this, well, last week, and saw all the yarn and thought it would be lovely to crochet or knit some stockings. Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. Good luck. <laughs> would you like to tell her, do it or don't do it? Well, it depends. Are you a perfectionist? 
Uh, yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never touched a knitting needle or crochet whatever. I don't know what you use with a crochet, a crochet oh, stick. Not off to a good start. <laughs> I think it's a hook, isn't it? A I don't hook? know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I don't I would be starting from the very beginning. Well, you'll learn how to crochet well because you'll do it probably about 20 stockings before you find the ones that you like. Oh, okay. <laughs> Multiple trips to Michael's. Thought it would be easy. It's absolutely terrible. So time consuming. So just worth the money to go buy them or have somebody who knows what they're doing do it. Yeah. Do you, I remember many versions of the stockings where they would be like... Uh, kind of like wonky there weren't like you know <laughs> shaped properly or they're all floppy and you wanted them to hold the you know all, all kinds of different factors you don't understand until you've made it and realize oh crap funny because at the time you told me everyone was just perfect and no i didn't need to redo them again <laughs> now i hear the truth <laughs> they were wonky and weird Aww. you're welcome oh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but they were made with love. Yeah, and they turned out really well now. But, I mean, a ridiculous amount of money later and supplies and time. So you're telling me that you're someone that I know that can make amazing knit stockings. <laughs> no, never again. Okay. Never, ever again. There's not enough money in the world for that. I don't think our sewing machine has come out in the last six years since I made them. No, that was the last thing you ever made. <laughs> what do you need a sewing machine for? Stockings. Yeah, it was back like it was, I don't know, school where you had to have like home ec class or whatever. Huh. Yeah, okay. I relied on the, that skill level of sewing. Went to somewhere, I don't even know where I got the sewing machine and have never used it again since. Getting the names on them was also a challenge. Oh my gosh, yes. Because then I spent so much time and effort on these stockings and then to have them like personalized with everybody's name. I had to trust somebody do that and not ruin it because if they ruined it then I had to make five new well four new stockings but I had an extra one just in case <laughs> so yeah you sent them to somebody to embroider names along the top and I do recall at least a couple of them coming back crooked <laughs> oh no yeah oh yeah. no and yours, she was so angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. yeah. That's why I had the extra one, though. I had the fifth one. So we ended up taking the name out, and it did work out. But, yeah, it, it was uh, quite a day. So save your time, save your money, save your sanity. Don't do it. No, just pay somebody who knows how to do it. Done. It's the same thing. This <laughs> is why money. This is why parents don't make <laughs> costumes, costumes anymore. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting conflicting advice from people. I'm having people say absolutely do it, and yeah. I'm having some people say crochet is easier but longer than knitting. You also have Cheryl texting. I ordered custom stockings from Shutterfly a few years ago, and I have a 55% off discount code for friends and family. Ah. She's not saying whether you're included in that or she wants to. <laughs> share it with you but you have that but she's got that yeah yeah andrea uh, also has uh, some advice for you on that front and then i have another word of warning for you on halloween stockings again from my wife ashley okay keep in mind if you do hire somebody to make them for you you might want to tell them the size my mother got my aunt to make some and every year she complained about the size because it takes a lot to fill them. Oh. <laughs> they're huge and they stretch. Yeah, because if they're not filled with gifts, then they look empty. 
Exactly. And the other thing is, I made our own for our first Christmas in our new house, so that was about three years ago, for my husband and one for myself. And then last year, we had a little guy for Christmas, our first son, and I made him one. And I should have made them the same year because they are not the same shape. No. Yeah. You'll never they make them the, the same. They are not the same size somehow. I used the same pattern, and they did not turn out the same. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so if you plan on any more children, make a box <laughs> just so that you know the lines you use. Yeah, just make like seven of them and you'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably going to have to make about 30 in the process, so. Uh, yeah. But seven are bound to be okay. Yeah, when it comes to making your own Halloween costumes now, uh, Clarence, thanks for calling. It's 902-425-1035. Uh, you, you don't, do you dress up anymore? Are you wearing homemade things? No, I don't do none of that. I go vote as my twin brother. <laughs> I see. Ah. A lot of thought and effort goes into that costume, doesn't it? No, it would have been store-bought costumes. When I was a young fella, I stopped trick-or-treating when I was probably nine or ten. Yeah. Do you remember how, like, our families used to make our costumes? Mm-hmm. That was, I, I don't know when we started having the store-bought. I just remember always having costumes made for me, and I think about them now. And just how epic they were, and I I can't even sew a button on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's like ourself. I grew up in Ontario, so it's totally different, a little bit different than what was going on down here on the East Coast. So everything we ever got was out of stores, right? <laughs> when we first had Harley's nine now, but when we first had Harley, and it was her first Halloween, she was born in April, so that October, before she was even a year old, Ashley really wanted her to have a costume. And she was determined to make Harley's costume. A baby costume? Yes. <laughs> that seems extra ambitious. Mm-hmm. So she got this, like, fuzzy baby onesie zip-up thing and was going to, I think it was, like, white, and was putting, like, black and brown patches and stuff on it in a little collar. And then she was dressed up as our, because we had a beagle as a dog, so she was going to be a dog. I don't remember how in advance she made the costume, but oh, by the, but by the time it was like a week until Halloween, we realized it didn't fit anymore. Oh no! Because we, babies grow like yeah, we couldn't stuff her into it. <laughs> so we had to go to the Halloween store oh. and bought a black Batman baby onesie, and she put a new set of patches on that one. <laughs> So now she was a beagle with a black color as the base that used to be Batman with the logos covered up. And no one knew. It was fine. (laughs) 13-year-old accidentally swallows dog toy squeaker. How do you do that accidentally? Hey, can you make the noise for us? (laughs) (laughs) How as a parent do you feel mad instead of immediately rushing your child to the hospital? (laughs) Well, we're Melody Informant in the Morning on Hog Country 103.5, and that's one of many headlines in the news this week that we can't make up, but we can round up. Yep. Like Halifax police seeking man for jumping on and kicking parked cars downtown. You're not allowed to do that. No. No. Florida man robs bank with literal finger guns. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Yeah, like under his shirt, just his finger. Texas woman nicknamed Grumpy stabs husband at Goodwill. Accurate nickname. 
<laughs> North Carolina burglar found after leaving behind glove, slammed in door with his severed finger. Ooh, what a calling card. <laughs> <laughs> Niagara Falls youths take decommissioned fire truck for joyride. <laughs> the youths these days. New England Patriots tailgaters uncapped grill fire <laughs> eviscerates line of vehicles. What is this, a gender reveal party? It's <laughs> <laughs> the football game. Michigan teen runs out of gas in stolen Mustang during police chase, <laughs> then jumps off bridge. Okay. And was consequently caught. Yes, yeah. severely injured. Well. Yeah. BC man banned from ferry goes full Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> trying to board an obvious wig, glasses, and odd high-pitched accent. You want an eye Doubtfire here, do you? Just trying to take the These next few headlines of the week that we can't make up, but we are rounding up, all have a similar theme. See if you can spot it. Okay. LeBron James, Drew Brees, and Tom Brady now investors in Major League Pickleball. Uh, what? Pickleball Magazine cover girl Marin Morris declares (laughs) pickleball is life. Okay. Featuring Will Ferrell, Emma Watson, Dirks Bentley, Jimmy Allen, and even Armand from The White Lotus. Great show. Watch it. Hilarious. Uh, uh. Stephen Colbert's two-hour celebrity pickleball tournament airs November 17th, only CBS. Okay. Soon to be an Olympic sport, pickleball. Yeah. What? I know. Man, we have a few more headlines left, though, uh, that we can't make up like Washington court rules that a mother's love is priceless. It's true. What can I tell you? Maine woman hopes Alan Jackson will let her spread her mother's ashes at his home. Sorry. <laughs> spread what now? Her mother's ashes <laughs> at his house. Why would he agree to that? I don't know if that's better or worse than where I thought you were going, but <laughs> alright, go on. UK man caught urinating on ex-wife's <laughs> grave every morning after a 48-year <laughs> grudge. But the foliage is beautiful. <laughs> Cincinnati man finds lost nose ring five years later in his lung. Okay, well. <laughs> Cheadle, Alberta, now home to 17-foot-tall statue of three cheese dust-covered fingers holding a Cheeto. Where? Cheadle, Alberta. Where? <laughs> <laughs> Now, in uh, studies in science this week, and a few more headlines left that we can't make up, but we're rounding up. Study finds, uh-oh, bad dreams in middle age could be sign of dementia risk. Uh-oh. But, good news, study finds, coffee drinkers live longer. Oh. High five. Bad news, study finds, fly vomit on your food. Oh. Far greater risk to health than realized. What? And finally, study finds the average person holds in 338 farts and burps a year. Not in this studio. Not a chance. (laughs) Let him out. You have questions, Tanya. I want to know what pickleball is. <laughs> Don't we all? It's life. <laughs> L Y F E. Right. I okay. So Tanya, I have to tell you that this was like back. I don't know, eleven years ago. My. Elder aunt and uncle started playing pickleball in Florida with a bunch of other seniors, and they were raving about how great it was. Was it just because the shuffleboard court was full? <laughs> <Yeah. or? laughs> 
<laughs> so to me, that's my pickleball reference. So to hear now that it is like the... The I don't know, the, 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 the fitness du jour. It's yeah. like, what is going on here? Are we all just old? That's the answer. We're all just old now. Yeah. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You're not playing pickleball anytime soon. I have five grandbabies, but I'm not playing pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take a stand somewhere. <laughs> How did you get your power turned back on? Just because it happened to come back on as crews were going around doing their thing? Mm-hmm. Or did you take matters into your own hands? Mm-hmm. This is why Sky from our news team has joined us once again. Sky, who normally does news, used to do news with us in the morning. You're here now, though, because you prepared to do news for the afternoon show. And your dad has quite a tale to tell. Yeah, so my dad, okay, where they live out in Beaverbank, power was restored to the house, but only at half capacity. Didn't know that what? was a thing. Didn't know that was possible. So they had lights, but no dishwasher, no water, couldn't flush the toilets. The important things. Mm-hmm. Lights aren't the important things. No. Yeah, I know. That is so true, right? You couldn't cook. You, yeah. So at least the food finally got to be chilled. You just couldn't really prepare oh anything. Uh, so finally, you know, Nova Scotia Power came out in the middle of the night and did something, and all of the power got restored. Great. Great, awesome. right? Yes. For one day. Woke up the next day. There was there was water, yeah, but no hot water, and mm-hmm. half the lights weren't working. <laughs> so my dad, you know, he thought, "What am I gonna do?" He decided to drive around Beaverbank until he found a technician up a pole. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you're kidding I'm me. I'm not kidding. I said, "Dad, you can't do that." Well, why not? <laughs> oh. So he cornered this poor person who was up a pole, and he said because he couldn't escape him, uh, and asked him if he would come to the house to fix the issues. And, you know, the person was very nice and said, I'm sorry, like, I don't think it'd be a big help, but I'll tell you what I would do. And apparently they have a device. Can I remember the name of it? No. But it measures how much, you know, power's coming into the house in different places. Oh, it's just a little meter where you, it's like a handheld phone size. You just touch it to different electrical things and it will measure how much voltage is coming in. Okay. So my dad, he picked up on that and he said, well, I have one of those at home. So he went home and, and took that meter and started tapping it where he needed to tap it. And by the end of the night, he had fixed everything. Wow. Yeah. So it worked. What is this Harry Potter magic? And why don't we all have one? Is this a thing we're supposed to get along with our flashlights and Maybe. Just to see where the power is coming in. Or you just need to drive around and find someone stuck up a pole trying to do repairs. You know, their job. We're not advocating you do that. No. Sky is. Well, I mean, my dad. You know, he's 75, so nothing really scares him anymore. He, he didn't see a problem with it. Yeah. I, however, I was a little bit confused. But <laughs> hey, the power is back. <laughs> all that matters. The yeah. end justified the means. Yes. <laughs> Where you can expect to hear and be filled on all your current and related Blink-182 news. <laughs> It's a brand new song from them, and then they're on tour across Canada next year, although not in Halifax. The closer they come, like every tour, is Montreal. 2000 Me is just dying. That was your first ever concert? Yes. My first ever concert? Obviously. Is this Rush? 
Cowan. Oh, the other Canadian uh, power ballad. I don't know what we call them. They all sounded the same. Listen to one of those stations that don't know what they're playing, <laughs> and you'll hear it a lot. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> so what was your first concert? 902-425-1035. We've got a lot of texts this morning. Hillary Duff from Sydney Parker. I don't have a Hillary Duff song ready to go. Let the rain fall down and my dreams that they wash away. Because I want to feel this I don't know the rest of the words, but there you go. You didn't need to have it ready. What a treat. (laughs) Jennifer Thompson. She's Celine Dion. (laughs) Celine Dion, 1996. She was 14. And I messaged back, oh my God, Celine Dion, I would have died because her 1996 album, the same year that Jennifer Thompson went to go see that, uh, is Falling Into You. And that's the one with, it's all coming back to me. Oh. And that was like every 12, 13-year-old, 14-year-old girl's breakup album. How does the rest of that song go? Touch me like this. And when you kiss me like that. It's Cher singing. <laughs> like that. Yeah. All right, moving on. Lindsay, we need to know about, about Baxter Boys Citadel Hill, please. Backstreet's back. All right. Wow. <laughs> at, at the time, I thought it was my like best concert ever because I was at that young age where... Like, because Aaron Carter was also at that concert. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the, I, 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 all, all I remember from that concert was I was mad at my cousin because she wouldn't let me um, walk over to, like, Scotia Square with uh, her, one of her friends. And it just happened that when they went over through Scotia Square that particular time, the whole like band and everybody was walking through the mall, so no. like I missed out on like meeting them. <laughs> oh, no, because you weren't cool enough to hang at the mall. <laughs> no, but I mean, over time, like that hasn't been my favorite concert that I've been to. Luke Bryan and Alan Jackson has been my uh, two favorites that I've seen recently. Yeah. Luke Bryan is, you know, some people might think, oh, Luke Bryan, that's not real country. That's that's the opposite of Alan Jackson. I Luke Bryan is one of the most thoroughly entertaining concerts I've ever been to. I was to the one in Moncton, and I got to say, I stood in under a tree in a thunder and lightning storm because I wasn't missing out on getting the front of the line. And I've never been closer to a stage in all my life, and I was there by myself. Yeah, my favorite moment of Luke Bryan's concert, he, there's one, at least in the tour that I saw, he sat down at a piano, the entire rest of the band went away, and it was just him on stage with a cup. <laughs> he's like, well, I'm in Canada, and he starts singing Summer of 69, he starts singing Celine Dion. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Everybody sang with him. Obviously, it's your jam. <laughs> that was that was a good show. Oh my gosh! Okay, one more for now. Nine zero two four two five one zero three five. Mike, what was your first concert you ever went to? Let's get rid of that. Uh, strangely enough, it was Meatloaf. <laughs> yes, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's so cool. That is really really cool. Yeah. My, my dad took me when I was when I was. I'm not sure exactly how old I was, but oh. um, yeah, took took me to that. I wasn't really a huge fan back then, but I mean, I appreciate it now. 
Yeah, but did your dad sing every single song? Uh, I don't really exactly remember. I, I, I wish I could remember more of it, but I don't really. I, I'm sure he probably did because he was a big fan back then. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. He sounds like but, he could be a lot like my father-in-law, who. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> Only one musical album has ever been made by any artist, and it's Bad Out of Hell by Meatloaf. <laughs> yeah, I, I had that album too. And I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. No, I won't do that. And then, then the, the next one that I actually remember was Garth Brooks when he was here for the first time. Oh, so cool. Me? I like your concert history. Yeah. Yeah, and I was front, front row with Gareth Brooks for free. So Front row for free? Yeah. We, we, it was, he was uh, playing a two-night show, and then and we were there the second night, me and my family, and, and they came out. We didn't have any tickets. We were hoping they were going to release some, and they came out at the last minute and said, who wants to see Gareth Brooks? <gasps> Everybody obviously screamed and yelled, and they gave us the tickets. So. What? Yeah. It was it was a different time back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I uh, stick around because I also have a story about going to Garth Brooks with my wife Ashley for the first. It was our first real big night out away from having a baby. <gasps> you were exhausted. Ashley mm-hmm. was peeing every time she jumped. Saw Garth Brooks coming to Canada. Ooh! He did five shows in four days in Hamilton. Wow. We lived within a, a drivable distance of Hamilton at the time. Yeah. Like, all right, no other time I would ever want to be in Hamilton, but I will we'll make an exception. <laughs> Poor Hamilton. The armpit of Ontario. Well, yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> Number one answer. <laughs> so we got tickets. And the hotel, because we got a hotel too, we were going to stay overnight, yeah. The hotel we were staying at happened to be attached to the arena. Because the arena is attached to like a mall, attached to a hotel. And it was in the winter. So we didn't have, like, we were free and easy, stuffed at the LCBO, got our hotel room. We were having a time. We were already having a good time by the time we went there. You know who was playing with Garth Brooks? His wife, Trisha Yearwood, who has many classics of her own. And I don't know why, I just happened to think, you know what, I should have my phone out and just hit record. Okay. <laughs> and I did. When Trisha was singing a classic. How do I? You're ruining it. Let me sing it, I'm better. Sorry. heard us talking to uh, Earl from Paranormal Investigators Nova Scotia. Check out their Facebook page to see all the evidence they've collected at Haunted Nova Scotia. That's the Facebook page. It has inspired you to share your own 
paranormal, possibly related stories with mm-hmm. us, though. Uh, and that's what Cindy has done here at 902-425-1035. Cindy, what have you seen? So, we were at Thanksgiving dinner on Monday at my boyfriend's house in Truro. And he said, I have something to show you guys. So we all sat around. And he was, we just thought he was being a little overdramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Is this some stupid Instagram story? And he says, yeah. And he says, I got a notification that something was going on at my place in Florida. Because he has a camera there that detects, you know, if somebody comes in or anything like that, he'll get a notification. Yeah, like a um, motion detector. But by the way... He has a, a house in Florida, does he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah. must be nice. It must be nice. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so he has a camera set up there. Oh, and a security system. No, <laughs> no. Go on. <laughs> so he reviewed, reviewed the footage, and he saw a light, like kind of like the shape of the moon, only smaller. So it came in through the living room window, and it went across the living room and then kind of like up towards the ceiling, towards the kitchen. Ah. And so we were a little bit freaked out, but then the camera cut in and said, you are being recorded, which only records motion. So it kind of freaked us out that something was felt there, like some kind of being. So we were all intrigued and he was like, oh, no, this is real, this is real. And all the kids were just kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever kind of thing. It wasn't just so a light, then, it was a presence. There was a presence. Yeah, the there camera knew. There was a presence there. Because first we thought maybe it's the light from a window, but it was like 4.30 a.m. Florida time. Right. And is this so like a really old house or? It's a, it's a mini home or a mobile, in a mobile park. So it is 30 years old. So the people that owned it, they owned it for 30 years. So they when they left, they just packed their things and left. Like they had... All their furniture was still there. So that's why we went down in August to kind of pick over what we wanted to keep and all that kind of stuff. They were getting out of there. Did Well, did yeah. something happen? Did they leave so, in a hurry? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> but then these people were from Buffalo, New York that owned the trailer. So just after he showed us that video, he gets a phone call from an unknown name on his phone that says Buffalo, New York. Oh. And he picked it up. And there was nobody there. He kept saying hello, hello, and there was nobody there. What are the odds? Isn't that weird? That's really creepy. Like that just—I mean, that—that's probably a coincidence. It just adds that creepy additional <laughs> element. Are you planning to go back there this winter, or is it already for sale? <laughs> no, it is not for sale. He's going down in a couple of weeks, actually. Bring I'm your holy water. Until... Bring your crucifixes. <laughs> uh, your saints. Your salt. Yes. <laughs> the solution that is going to save your marriage, your sanity, your health, maybe even your life. What can I say except you're welcome? You might not actually thank me, because it's going to cost some money. (laughs) For three easy payments of no... I'll give you the secret. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. And here's here is my my disclaimer before I get into this. My doctor, because I was opposed to this. We have done this already. Our child is three. When their child was six months, we did the thing that I'm about to tell you. And it cost a lot of money then. And we were like, cool, we'll never have to do it again. Well, no, that's not how things work. <laughs> and it was my doctor that finally said, 
you really should invest in this. And I said, I, it's just too much. Like, we can't afford it. And she said, you would pay the same for a weekend away just to get your sanity back. So how many bitcoins do you own? <laughs> <laughs> she just said it. I think I think it is a worthy investment. And I thought, OK, well, if my doctor is prescribing this. Yes. Then I'm going to get sleep training. And I'm not going to admit that the sleep trainer did tell me to do the exact thing that you had at one time told me to do, Foreman. (gasps) (laughs) Just as part of a multifaceted approach to our child's sleep. But Mm -hmm. let me just say, Mm -hmm. after a week of doing it, my child is now sleeping in her room. She's in bed on her own between 7.30 and 8.00. And now, for the first time in almost a year, my husband and I got to watch a show. All I do is we We Lord of the Rings did up. (laughs) And that's what you're watching. Yep. I mean, that is fantastic. You can feel that feel the feeling you have. You can Uh, like it's resonating. It was just it just feels normal again. I felt crazy for such a long time. Now she did get up between 10:30 and 1:30 last night because she couldn't sleep, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. These hiccups are gonna happen, and when they're few and far between, and not every night, that's the key. Uh, will my husband and I use that time to do anything beyond watch TV show and sleep? Nope. can't help that this is what's on the headlines this week. It's tragic, but it's true. Melody Informant. The internet is a breeding ground for freaks. Hot Country 103.5. This is Tragically Trending. Who would have ever thought back in 1985 that the band that news reports suggested stood for Antichrist Devil's Children (laughs) would be providing the youth of today with literary enrichment? But here we are. It is 2022, and ACDC has a children's book out called... The ACDCABCD High Voltage Alphabet. Wow, why did it take so long to get that? <laughs> right? It's for only the most hardcore ankle biters in your life with passages like J is for jail with no liberty, break the hell out, you've got to be free. Oh, good advice. <laughs> so just, just be prepared. If it is your bedtime tale, your three-year-old may start walking around saying, damn the man. Oh, you don't know the man? <laughs> oh, he's everywhere. In the White House, down the hall, Miss Mullins. She's the man. <laughs> and the man ruined the ozone, and he's burning down the Amazon, and he kidnapped Shamu and put her in a glory <laughs> tank, okay? And there used to be a way to stick it to the man. It was called rock and roll. Yep. Or this book, really. Now it's an ABCD <laughs> book. ACDC, ABCD, high voltage. Right. Oh, right. Come on, Melody. Come on, Melody. And damn the next two men that I'm going to talk about, starting with Elon Musk, because he is selling a fragrance because dude's got to pay for his Twitter deal somehow. It is $100 a bottle. Elon believes that our first thought that comes to mind when we look at him is that looks like a man that smells good and not what we actually all think, which is I can smell that man's BS from here. But alas, he's gone there and he's named it after the sexiest scent of all time, 
burnt hair. Survey says... No thanks. Survey says if you use it, you're going to feel like you're going to have a stroke at any minute, right? It smells like burnt hair. He says it smells like leaning over a candle at the dinner table, but without all the hard work. And he calls it, quote, the essence of repugnant desire. Somebody needs to explain to this man how sales and gimmicks work because he literally has musk in his name and decided, no, I'm going to go with burnt hair and I'm going to describe it as repugnant. Elon, you want to, like, free tip here. You want to sell a fragrance? Call it Elon's Musk. Exactly. You're welcome. <laughs> what do you do? Instead, he went with the one that nobody wanted, which is like all his other ventures. <laughs> it's like he has a pattern. That, that smell we all love and want to smell like burnt leaning hair. over a candle <laughs> and burning our hair. Mmm, repugnant. Elon's Musk is right there. I know. It would have smelled the same, yes. but at least, <laughs> yes, it still at least I would have bought it before I knew that. <laughs> still would have been repugnant, yeah. right? And there is someone in the headlines today that we would all collectively describe as repugnant. He is one of the worst people to ever work in media. And I say this as someone who worked with a man that is now in prison for doing unspeakable things. <laughs> the bar is very low. He it's, is way and lower. And it's not because I, I broke out of jail and read that ACDC book. <laughs> I'm talking about Alex Jones. Oh, yes, of course. Yep. So a jury ruled yesterday that he has to pay out $965 million for defamation after he spent a decade spreading lies about the 2012 school shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary. His first response was, do these people actually think they're getting any of this money? Well, I mean, I do, on that point, I don't think he has a billion dollars. Well, I don't know. He did go on his InfoWars shows after and start, started hawking Vitamineral Fusion, which oh, I think good. is where he gets most of his money. Okay. He says he doesn't have the money. His lawyers accidentally did reveal that his site has at times made as much as $5 million a week. Oh, okay. So I think he has at least some of that money. He also said on his show, this must be what hell is like. And no, Alex, hell is finding out you lost your child to a madman with a gun and then having a walking, talking garbage can with a microphone accuse you of being an actor and faking it all. This is called consequences. And that's not a conspiracy. That's just correct. And P.S. A couple more C words could come for you if you don't pay up. And that's contempt of court. Kiss my ass. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. Do I smell like onions? <laughs> uh, I mean, I wasn't going to tell you you did, but... <laughs> Do I actually? Uh, no, I can't smell you from here. Okay, good. Well, that's good. <laughs> then maybe our homemade remedy for trying to get the sickness out of our home might be working. Oh. <laughs> because... Everybody's been sick, uh, and it started with Emily, who's five, and she's been stuffy and coughing like crazy for a mm. few days. And you know what makes you cough even more? Getting a, a thing shoved up your nose for a COVID test. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> so oh, she hates yeah. that. It's not COVID. It's multiple tests confirming so far, not COVID. Uh, and then yesterday, now my daughter Harley, who's nine, starts getting a little bit stuffy and coughing. Not COVID, because mm -hmm. she did a test. Hates that too. Mm -hmm. Not COVID. Ashley, exactly the same thing. My wife, <laughs> uh, so far me, 
Knock on wood. The only wood that we have in here. <laughs> You're going to get it. Because remember, before I had COVID, for the two weeks before, I had that stuffiness and that cough. And then the following week, I had no voice. Mm-hmm. You're going to get that. And then you had a week of COVID, and now you're still stuffy. <laughs> I just can't shake it, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you'll get it too. So you go to desperate desperate times, call for desperate measures, onions? trying to get rid of this. Somehow it leads to onions. We've got these diffusers going on all the time with the essential oils, and there's like a children's cough and cold situation. Yeah. Fun fact, essential oils aren't that essential and don't do anything. <laughs> okay. You want to come at me for that? Come at me for that. I but, love essential oils. But uh-huh. <laughs> if they make you think that they're working, That's you know. the battle. Exactly. Yeah. Then you do you. But <laughs> they're physically not changing a damn thing when it comes to kids cold. But the onions, on the other hand. Last night, Ashley's cutting onions in half and puts half of a cut onion in Emily's room and half of a cut onion in Harley's room. Obviously had spent some time Googling or scrolling through or something on how that's a remedy to to fix a cold, fix coughing, fix stuffiness. Never heard of onion. I've heard of garlic. I've heard of lemon. I've heard of honey. I've heard of apple cider vinegar. I've never heard of onion. No, but Shelby, you've tried this with the onions. I have. So it actually started with my grandmother did it for my mom. My mom did it for me. Now I do it for my own children. So the trick is you slice up onions, like lay them out on a plate, but you grind black pepper all over it. And I know it sounds crazy, but it honestly like opens up your nose so you can actually breathe through the night when you're stuffy. And I swear by it. So do many generations in my family. Well, it turns out it's a centuries-old thing. I'm reading about it right now. Very quick Google search. Apparently, onions have the ability to absorb bacteria and viruses that actually pull the germs out of a person. It's not like science. It's not even Melody mm. science. It's just like (laughs) old wives' tale that... Mm. Yeah, our grandmas did, and their grandmas did, and their grandmas did. This is why I'm yeah. instantly skeptical, because you know what else uh, was used for centuries to treat literally everything? <laughs> Leeches. Leeches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. But I swear, if you're very stuffy, it's going to help you breathe through the night, but your your house will smell like Subway. That's what I always say in the morning. I'm like, Subway. It smells like Subway. Eat fresh. <laughs> you yeah. nailed it. That's exactly what it smells like. Yeah. You can Picture it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's 902-425-1035 if you experience treating colds with onions. I wonder if it worked. Who's this? Your wife. <gasps> Hi, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Did you call me? Yeah. Did the onions work? Uh, no. Harley's homesick today. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it stinks, though, and I'm leaving them because I still have faith. I'm not ready to give up on it. Emily told me hers maybe worked, but she was up coughing most of the night. So. Uh, yeah, she was. <laughs> maybe it's a certain kind of onion. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I should Google onion. it. I'll, I don't even know if I did it right. I just cut it in half. Yeah. You might have to like, chop it or something. I don't know. Who uh, Shelby is uh, was listening and just called to say that she has done it before, and her mom did it for her, and her grandma's done it, whatever. But apparently you have to put a bunch of black pepper all over them. Like chop up the mm. onion and then and then cover it in pepper. I haven't seen that anywhere on Google, but I bet you that every sounds... grandmother has their own. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. I might just go get cough syrup. <laughs> How about shove garlic up their nose? That will that'll clear you right up. Gosh. <laughs> and Aww. it keeps the vampires away. That's so. true. Double double whammy. <laughs> just the season. <laughs> it is the season. In fact. <laughs>
ended up being so much fun. We've had a lot of stories of your first concert and what happened. Uh, Nadina, what was your first concert? My first concert was Vanilla Ice when I was 13 years old. I was thinking of Vanilla Ice this morning very, very randomly. I was thinking about how I will always know, stop, collaborate, and listen. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with my brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me. Ice is back well, with the brand new invention. Well, the funny story about this, I saw this concert in St. John's, Newfoundland, and I went and lined up for this concert at like 10 in the morning, and the concert was until like way in the afternoon. I was standing there with my tickets in my hand, holding them up, and some guy came and snatched my <gasps> tickets out of my hand right before we're about to go in. What? What? Yeah, and I had to chase him down and jump him in order to get my tickets back to be able to go to the concert. <laughs> and how old were you? I was 13, and I was like 5'8", and maybe weighed 90 pounds. But oh I went and jumped God. this guy, this grown man, and got my tickets back. That is amazing! <laughs> I, was, I was very determined to see Vanilla Ice that day. <laughs> yeah! Was it worth it? It was so worth it. Aww. <laughs> so worth it. One of the best things I ever saw in my life. Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling. 902-425-1035. What was your first concert? Um, it was Corey Hart. <laughs> back in 1983. Oh, man. Um, one of my best friends and I um, got up at, I think, 4 a.m. the day that the tickets went on sale. We went down to the old town center. Were the tickets that much in demand that you needed to get up for you? They, they, believe it or not, there was a lineup. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I knew this is 1983. Everybody knows this. Oh, boy. Okay, Kevin, what was your first concert? I went with my mother, my sister, and my mother's friend. Yeah. It was uh, at the Metro Center, the Beach Boys. Uh, I was like 13, 14 years old, and we're sitting there, and the guy behind us says, Pass me a toke. <laughs> and, and my mom turns and goes, What does he want a hat for in this weather? <laughs> what does he want a hat for? Uh-huh. He thought a toke was a toke. <laughs> <laughs> did you, in, indoors. <laughs> did you, 13 year old you, hear that and, and snicker, or did you, 13 year old you, also? Oh, I, I, I would laugh. Yeah. For I don't know how long. I still laugh about it now when I talk to her. Oh, I was immediately thinking, you know, every 13-year-old's dream, the Beach Boys. With your mother. Yeah, with your mom yeah, and your exactly. mom's friends. But if the whole Metro Center is hotboxed. Then it is really good vibrations. Good, it was. good, good. Oh, I know that song, yeah. No! <laughs> no, sorry. Here, it's it's this song, obviously. Oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> we got this call completely out of the blue the other day from Wayne, and I think I'll we'll let you hear it because it's pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. What what's up, Wayne? Hey, what's up? What what <laughs> is up? What do you think is up? Oh, <laughs> well, hopefully I guess the right answer. To what question? Oh, yeah. What do you mean, what question? 14% of people while uh, tattoos on their bodies? Oh, yeah. Why do you think? Uh, what do I think? I, I think it's some sort of animal. That That's what the tattoos are? An animal? Uh, Wayne, we don't know because we're Melody and Foreman. 
and mm-hmm. you've been listening to somebody else. Ah, uh, yes, I called the wrong station. Look at that. No, you called the right station. You you're did. listening to the wrong station. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. Okay. Okay, you're, the wrong. You're thinking of the right people. We're in your brain somewhere. <laughs> And yes, I don't know, Wayne, I'll, we'll just give you a melody and form and guarantee. We will never ask you what what is 14%, what do 40% of people do? Because there's an infinite number of answers to that question. Yes. Absolutely, I agree. It's not skill testing. No. It doesn't narrow it down. It's not fun to play along with because I can't guess the answer because it could be literally anything. Yeah, and they didn't come up with the question themselves either. Also, sh- spoiler alert. Sure didn't. <laughs> oh, I bet. Anyway, well, that's our rant for this morning. <laughs> and wouldn't you know, Melody, mm-hmm. it's happened again today. Sort of. Funny story. Speed dialed um, move. <laughs> oh, you speed dialed move? And Peter answered the phone, and I'm like talking away, and they're like, I think you called the wrong radio station. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. and you're like, yes, I did. It is. Well, you guys have a great you yeah. too. <laughs> I did not mean to talk to you guys. It finally happened to someone else because of us. Yes. <laughs> I, I called because I'm so used to, you know, my girl Melody started, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I found her. I found her. That was Melody 1.0. This is Melody 2.0. It's much better here. <laughs> I love Melody 2.0. You're, you, you're what brought me to, to the station. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably expecting me to say it's snarky karma. But, yeah. I'll oh, think Foreman, you're here too. Sorry. Yeah, you're part of the show as well. Oh, I'm sorry, Foreman. I'm sorry. I like you too. <laughs> Text 902-425-1035. Write Melody and Foreman on socials. Or email Melody and Foreman at hotcountry1035.ca.